What is up, Goal Line listeners? Christmas time is here, and we are back for the newest episode of the Goal Line Football Show. Jordan, what is going on? Man, I'm not going to lie to you. Every time I do notes for these shows, it breaks my heart a little bit more. This week I had to type week 16, and I almost burst into tears because the season's almost over. It's just, it's went too fast, man. It it felt like we just started this, dude. I, I mean, dude, I, it feels like it was a week and a half ago when we were kind of sketching out the format and, you know, what this show is going to be. And now we're down to, you know, really three full slates of games, dude. I mean, we're still going to keep it going during the playoffs, but those are going to be, you know, abbreviated episodes because there's only so much you can talk about a handful of games each weekend. It's going for the offseason. But yeah, the, you know, the the main line, like full fledged goal line, dude. Yeah, we're down to three more weeks. Yeah, it it's not fun, man. I just I hate. Like I, I love this time of year because we're getting into the all the bowl games for college football. Obviously, like you said, it's Christmas time, and we're going to get into playoffs for NFL. But dude, it's just depressing, man. It's like it. Well, it's really depressing when you know your team's not making the playoffs too. Like you get down to this point, and it's just you. You got three more weeks to watch your team, and then it's it's nothing. It it just sucks, so- man. You say that are are you already freaking pulling the plug on the Falcons playoff hopes? They lost to the Panthers yesterday, dude. Like there's no <laughs> there's no coming back from that. Yeah, they definitely they're not it does not seem like they're peaking right now, dude. It feels like they peaked maybe, you know, about a month into the season. Um not looking good for them at all. Uh we do got a solid game on Monday night football here. They just kicked off the second half. Eagles with a, you know, he's he's sick, but he's playing. You know, Jalen Hurts doing his best Michael Jordan in the 97 finals impersonation, beating the Seahawks with Drew Locke 10 to 3 at uh at halftime. Uh what's your read on this one, man? The Seahawks got a chance of coming back and getting the upset. Yeah, they do, but I honestly thought this game was gonna be high scoring, so this is pretty disappointing for me. Uh Drew Locke sucks. Yeah, he's just he's, he's decent enough backup, man. He can keep you know, he can tread water if you need him to, but yeah, he's not he's not going to win a game, especially against a premier team uh, like the Eagles. Uh, remind the listeners where they can find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter x at goal underscore line underscore pod, and then on Instagram you can find us at the Goal Line Football Show, all one word. All right, you ready to talk some football? Let's do it. Well, sadly, there was only one coach firing this week, and I feel like we need to lead off with that (laughs) Thursday night game. Did the Chargers purposely quit on Brandon Staley? I mean, it's a veteran team. I don't I'm looking forward to seeing some of the stories, you know, typically that stuff comes out, you know, within a couple of days of somebody getting fired. For the most part, it was pretty quiet, though. Um, I'm looking forward to see some of the stories of what exactly was going on in that locker room this season, because it is a little bit of an older team outside of the outside of the young quarterback. It's a it's a veteran, you know, team, with a lot of star power. It definitely feels like something happened because, I mean, hats off to the Raiders. They, they, you know, they strapped it up and came out ready to go. But they are by no means. um any kind of world beaters and they went out and just absolutely wrecked the chargers, man. The chargers just did not come to play Thursday night and it'd been a long time coming. Ugly way to see it go, man. I don't think that's necessarily a reflection of how bad of a coach Staley is, but that was, you know, a lot of times in the NFL when it ends, it ends ugly. And that was definitely the case Thursday night. Here's my thing. The Raiders four days before that scored zero points against the Vikings. And then all of a sudden they score 63 on the Thursday following like, 
I don't know, man. That if if there was ever a quit, like that looks like the quit to me. I, I don't know. I just I know yeah. these guys are getting paid money and stuff, but dude, they did not even look like they were trying on Thursday night. I I mean, maybe they wanted him gone that bad. I just I feel like that dude lost that locker room a month ago, maybe longer than that. And I don't know, all these close losses they were having. I just feel like they were at their breaking point and it all came out on Thursday night against a not great Raiders team either is the worst part. Like it ain't like they were playing like a really good team. Like the Raiders aren't right. good either. Yeah. Like you said, they were coming off, you know, getting shut out just a few days earlier. We do got to point out that on last week's show, I said that I felt like the Raiders are going to come out and you whoop some say. ass and you questioned it. You said, you know, I don't, you, I think you picked the Raiders also, but, mm-hmm. uh, you you thought it was gonna you know you didn't think it was gonna be a straight up bloodletting like we saw man I, to be honest I didn't either but I did think it was pretty funny because I remember you kind of kind of pumping the brakes on me a little bit thinking the Raiders were gonna just crush him but I don't think anybody saw that one coming man uh, I think it was the the record for the most points ever scored by the Raiders yeah it was uh that was a massacre of all massacres and they had no choice but to fire Staley I was a little surprised they fired the GM too honestly. I felt like he's actually Talent's there, man. The like, talent is good. I, I was going to say, like, dude, he didn't make bad signings. Like, the, there's plenty no. of talent on that team. I, I and was a lot of those surprised. close games was you could you could point at. I mean, yeah, it's still ultimately on the players. Right. But a lot of those close games they were losing, you could point to tactical errors that they were making off of head coaching decisions. You know, that, and it can trace them back to, you know, maybe if they would have zigged where they where they zagged. They could have had, you know, two or three more wins this season. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you, man. I don't know. I, again, like I said, we don't know what all was going on inside the building there. Maybe, you know, it's it, it's maybe they wanted to fire Staley in the offseason and the GM convinced him to keep him. Uh, but, yeah, I, I thought I was a little surprised with that also, man, because at least on paper, do you like on Madden? That is a badass team that they have there in Los Angeles. It's just not translated on the field this season. It's weird because they do have a good team. Like, granted, Herbert didn't play on Thursday night, so that definitely affected their offense. But I don't know, man. That defense is not that bad, and they they just look like they quit. So Staley obviously had to go. It was a shitty way for him to go out, but he needed to go. Um, Yeah, it's just – I cannot believe the Raiders dropped 63 points in an NFL game. Like, (laughs) what year is this? If you would have told me like to to place a bet on the Raiders scoring sixty three points combined over the last month of the season, I would have to give it some serious thought if I was going to take it or not. You know, prior to Thursday night's game. Yeah, especially after they dropped a zero burger on Sunday against the the Vikings and lost three to zero. Like I said that to somebody today, I'm like, it ain't like they got blown out and dropped zero. Like they were in the game until the last minute of the game and dropped zero. Like. The worst part is it was in a fucking dome. It's it's not like the weather was the problem in that game. <laughs> yeah. As we see Kenneth Walker go in for the touchdown, man, to tie this game up, dude. Big fan of this guy. I know I mentioned a couple of times on this season. He is a uh, graduate of the same football program that uh, the Brett man started off in this year, the uh, the Arlington Tigers. So we always root for, uh, for Kenneth Walker the third to get it done for Seattle. Yeah, he's a beast. All right. Well, one co- one team did fire their coach. Another team has still not fired their coach. How does Arthur Smith still have a job? I, I just, dude, you cannot. There's, there's no way you can convince me. They knew 
what kind of game that was going to be yesterday. They knew all weekend it was going to be rainy. It was going to be a shitty game. So what does that tell you? You lean on the run, and that's how you win that game, right? Like, that that's all you should be worried about is, is just running the ball. And I, I just it, – it's just, like, baffling to me. Like, they come out, they run the ball really well. Granted, Ritter only threw the ball 20 times, but it's – I don't know. It's just the plays that they decided to pass on. Like that last pick that Ritter threw. Why are you even giving him that decision? Like, just run it, dude. You know you're going up against which you know. Again, we're sympathetic to the the hand that uh, that Bryce Young has been dealt this year, but for all intents and purposes, he's probably the worst starting quarterback, you know, week in and week out, you know, not counting the backups and stuff. He's the worst starting quarterback taking the field each week in the NFL. If you kick the field goal right there, you're forcing this guy to drive down and get a touchdown. And that's a big difference. One, it's just harder than driving down, getting in the field goal range. And it's a, it's a tremendous amount more pressure, you know, like they probably win the game. If they just, if they take a knee on that play and kick a field goal to take a 10, six lead, they probably get the win and are still feeling, you know, Obviously, you'd like to beat the Panthers by a lot more than that, but you're feeling much better about yourself heading into these closing few weeks to, to try to win the uh, the abysmal NFC South. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just deflating. It just, week to week, he just does not seem like he knows how to use the players he has. I get it. They're not the most talented team in the NFL, but they have talented players. And I think they do, dude. I know I was healing off on them yesterday because they, you know, full disclosure, they effed up a part. They were one part of my parlay that I thought was just easy money. Like, no doubt about it. Uh, they, they could beat the Panthers by three points, and I was very frustrated. But I do think the team is good. I think Ritter's horrible. Like, I don't know why he they're is. starting him over Heineke. I mean, not that Heineke is, you know, the next uh, – the next Tom Brady, but I think the the floor is much higher for Heineke, right? I don't think Heineke's ever going to give you those just absolutely horrifying interceptions that Ritter gives you. Um, but yeah, dude, this it's just this team should be walking away with the NFC South, man. Not I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but they're definitely good enough that they should they should be a, you know a couple levels up over the the freaking Saints and the Bucks right now. Yeah, it's it's really disheartening to watch them. Um, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, Bijan fumbled yesterday. That wasn't the reason they lost that game, though. Like, cannot believe people are talking about that. Like, that's the reason they lost yesterday. I don't know. I I just I don't know what what this team is doing or where they're at right now. Like, their heads clearly are not in it at all. And the worst thing is, dude, they're a game out of the playoffs right now. Is the worst part, and I'm talking about them like they've lost every game this season. <laughs> that's that's how little faith I have in Arthur Smith to to write the ship. I love Arthur Blank as an owner. I think Arthur Blank really helped Atlanta a lot. The problem with Arthur Blank is is he refuses to make a big move in the middle of the season, and I I think right now is the time to do it because. Yeah, I, I just don't think Arthur Smith has that team at all, man. I just there's nothing that they've shown me in the past month that tells me this is the guy to lead these guys. Like, I, maybe the team loves him, man. I don't know. It's just doesn't seem like it, <sighs> dude. You draft just, a guy. He, he in, strikes me as he's another one of those guys who great, great coordinator, bad head coach, man. Like, I mean, honestly. I'd welcome him to come back and be the Titans offensive coordinator again next season if you know if him and Vrabel are still on good terms. I just I don't know, man. You you draft all these playmakers in the top ten of the draft 
and it's like he just like forgets they're on the team. I don't know, man. I know Bijan wasn't great yesterday, but nobody was great on the Falcons yesterday. Everybody was like talking up Tyler Algier. The dude was averaging three yards a carry. Everybody fucking relax. Tyler Algier wasn't doing anything groundbreaking yesterday. And there was a couple of plays where Bijan did something special. Granted, his average at the end of the game looked pretty bad. The biggest problem, though, is, dude, there was a couple of plays where they ran Bijan and everybody knew they were going to run it to the wing. So the Panthers almost shifted to that side of the field. Was there any audible? Nope. Still just tossed it to Bijan and let him get buried five yards behind the line. And for some reason, people were blaming him. I just, I think that the Falcons fan base is so torn right now on whose fault this is that they're willing to blame anybody. Here's what I will say. Any game that, it looks like there's a possibility that Marcus Mariota would have been better off being the quarterback than Ritter is not good for the Falcons because Ritter <laughs> is god awful. And I thought Marcus Mariota was the worst quarterback in the NFL last year is the problem. So I don't know, man. I just, I don't know where they go from here. I just know this is not the right direction. Like the, the direction they're going is not a good direction at all. And, I hate it because they had the schedule to win it this year and just completely blowing it down the stretch, and I hate it. Ritter's just got this penchant for throwing some of the worst interceptions you've ever seen, man. I mean, he's not that he's ever great. I feel like he's – but he's like, you know, a C-plus at quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. But then he just – again, some of these red zone picks he's had this year have just been absolutely mind-boggling how a professional quarterback makes that play. The worst part is the one he threw yesterday, Drake London is standing wide open on that play too. Like, if you go back and watch that play, Drake London is open for a good eight yards and then he just throws it to a defender. It's uh, He's not good. They... The only thing that I'll say is if they do lose out, I will be a little bit happy because they'll get a top 10 pick. And I'm all for them drafting that Jaden Daniels kid out of LSU because I think that kid in that offense would be special. Um, But, God, it's rough times watching the Falcons, man. I I know you're all in on the Titans just looking good and losing. It's so hard for me to, to do that with the Falcons because they're still in the division race. Like, yeah. No, and it's all about expectation management, dude. Like, we knew this was going to be a rebuilding year for the Titans, so the fact that they've gotten some, you know, some quality wins and they've looked competitive, like, they've, you know, not that 5-9 and nine is something to, you know, you're going to tell your grandkids about, but they've exceeded expectations, dude. Not even so much with the record, but just the way they've looked for the most part week in and week out, whereas the Falcons have been a letdown, you know what I mean? Like, we thought the Falcons were going to, you know, I thought a pretty heavy favorite to win that division. You know, they looked squirrely enough towards the end of last season seemed like they made the right kind of offseason moves we thought Bijan was going to be a real game changer and it's again it's just been a letdown man they have disappointed dude I thought they were I had them penciled in for 10 wins man this this season with the schedule they had it should have been easily attainable but here we are um speaking of teams that did not let down Bills with a gigantic statement win yesterday I, I don't know I'm kind of torn on this. Does this say more about the Bills or more about the Cowboys? Because, Jesus, dude, the Cowboys' run defense is atrocious. Like, they couldn't – they knew it was coming and they still couldn't stop it. 
Yeah, I'm. You know, I, I again going back to the preseason. I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl, so I like them kind of validating that by getting hot here. Looking at the numbers, though, if you look at the numbers past the final score, I don't know how much we can really take away from this game. My read on it from watching it, I think it was cold as fuck, and I think the Cowboys just did not want to be out there playing football yesterday. Um, I don't think the Bills were. You know, they beat up on them. If you look at like Josh Allen's numbers, man, they were nothing impressive at all because the Bills were just pounding the rock, running it. So I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I don't think this necessarily means that the Bills are, you know, on their way to the Super Bowl after that game yesterday. I do think it calls into question the toughness of the Cowboys, which is something we wondered about all season long. Dude, the Cowboys are just such a different team on the road. It's it's so weird to watch how good they are at home and then watch how mediocre they are on the road. I. <laughs> I'd be nervous. Well, the problem is now they they lost control of their destiny, dude. It's looking. I mean, most like if you look at if the Eagles hold on to win this one, I think they got the Cardinals and the Giants twice, twice yeah. man, to close the season. So they're yeah. This is really the last game the Eagles should lose, barring something stunning. So the Cowboys are gonna have to go on the road in the playoffs. And dude, the Cowboys got one of the hardest schedules in the league left. They got Miami, Detroit, and Washington to close it out. Like, yeah. Granted, Washington should be a win, but at Miami and then Detroit. So the the Cowboys have four losses on the on the year, all four are on the road. They have let me see here. They have two road three road wins all year. The Giants in week 1, the Chargers in week 6, and then they beat uh Carolina a couple weeks back. So they'll be catching the NFC South champion on the road, most likely, which, you know, it would be the most Cowboys thing ever for them to lose that game. But, you know, let's say they win that one. Hey, congratulations. You're going to San Francisco to face the 49ers the next week. Yeah, man, they are not. It's just looking like another letdown for the, you know, the Cowboys, dude. Same thing as always, dude. Solid regular season, fold like a freaking lawn chair come playoff time. Dude, that team is so loaded, too. We talk about the Falcons, and I'm just sitting there watching the Cowboys yesterday and them rotate defensive linemen, and I'm like, God damn, dude, how many like first-team All-Pros does this team have? Also, Well, you know what? Screwed them, man. So, yeah, yesterday's loss hurts, dude, but I can forgive losing on the road in freaking Arctic conditions against a Buffalo team that's fighting for its playoff life, dude. Go back to, what was it, week two or week three, losing to the Cardinals, man. Yeah, losing, that's, that's the game that's going to haunt them, dude, because they'd still be in decent shape if they only had three losses right now because they got the, the tiebreaker over the Eagles. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's the game you got to look at, dude, where they really screwed themselves. And it's just so weird, right? Like you, you watch this team, this Cowboys team, and realize how much talent they have, and they're just throwing it away again. It's I don't know. Maybe it's McCarthy. I don't know, dude. It's just that team looks so unmotivated some weeks, and it's just so weird. Um, somebody was talking about Parsons yesterday, looking like he quit. And they're like, time to have some honest conversations about Micah Parsons. And I'm like, all right, dude. Well, then it's time to have some honest conversations about the Bosa brothers, too, because those guys quit a lot, too. Like, if if they're having a bad game, those guys quit, too. So I don't want to hear it, man. Every NFL player goes through that. I, I think yeah. the Cowboys are still fine. Would I be surprised if they ended up losing a, a heartbreaker in the first week on the road? No. But I, I still think it's a good team. I just 
I think part of it is they're poorly coached. Dak, for whatever reason, cannot play on the road. I just I don't get it. I he looked so confused from drive one of that game to the last drive of the game. He he never looked comfortable at all. And I will say that's the best the Bills front seven has looked all year, too. They got after him that whole game. Yeah, the Bills looked very good, man. Like I said, I've I, I, this is kind of following the script that I thought it was going to be for them this year, man, where they're not quite as good regular season and really get together. But, you know, they still got some, some a tough road ahead of them just to, to make it into the playoffs. But I do think that they're going to be a force in the AFC. I think they're the most mentally tough team in the AFC playoffs, but it's going to be a real challenge because they're going to have to be road warriors. Yeah. Um, my last one for this part is your thoughts on NFL Saturdays. I just, uh, dude, I, I didn't mind it. I was at, you know, I was at my parents' house this weekend um, with the with the kids. Dude. We dropped them off to have a little time with the the family up in Kentucky for the week. For me and Sheena, be able to chill down here in Tennessee by ourselves. So I didn't mind having it on for background entertainment. I think the, you know, maybe a game Saturday night would be plenty. You know, yeah. if I I don't know if I necessarily need the triple header on Saturdays, especially the slate of games we had was a little bit underwhelming. That Bengals Vikings game ended up being pretty good. Um, but if I had it my way, I, I I love being loaded down on Sundays, yeah. uh, which is as many games going as possible. So I think maybe a perfect world, they give us a game Saturday night and, and that's it. I don't love it, man. I'll be honest with you. And and I'm I'm Mr. Football all the time, but I don't know. It, it just I don't NFL on Saturday just seems weird when it's not the playoffs. It just Yeah, for sure. It seems like it's so forced that they're doing these games. And yeah, outside of that Bengals game, what a garbage slate of games. Like it seems like it always works out too that it's like the most like dog shit games on regardless of how the actual play out, like just looking at them like ahead of time, it's always like the most underwhelming schedule of games, you know. Well, this Saturday we got a decent we got one decent one. We got Bengals and Steelers, which is a really big game at this point. And then yeah. you got Bills Chargers that night, which best of luck. Should be a slaughter. Yeah. Not great. Um, I, I'm kind of thumbs down on NFL Saturday, honestly, man. I just I, I get why they do it because college football's done um, outside of bowl games. But dude, to me, Saturdays for college football, not for NFL. I'm 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 thumbs down on NFL Saturday. I'm not for it. I don't love NFL on Thursday either, dude. I'm all for like you said, a loaded Sunday and then a Monday night game. I I yeah. honestly think they should. They'll never do it, but ditch the Thursday and Saturday games, do a doubleheader every Monday night, and then give us a full slate of Sunday every Sunday. I, See, I, dude, I, I love having the full slate of Sunday games so much, dude. I, I've been preaching, dude. Get rid of the staggered bye weeks, dude. Just have one off week in the middle of the season, man. Like, freaking put it like week, you know, right smack dab in the middle, dude. Week 10, every single team's off. We just take a pause from the cause for that week in the NFL and then pick back up, dude. Yeah, because no, I, I love having, no, I love firing up red zone, man. I agree with you. But that week, if they do that, and, and I'm in total agreement with you to make it fair all around because no team should should have a week 15 by week when somebody else has a week four. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for what you just said. That's when they should do the pro bowl skills competition. That'd just, be fun. Just do yeah. it like NBA man, where the, the middle of the season is when you do that. It's the most meaningless thing ever, but I mean, it gives you something to watch that weekend and yeah, bring definitely. back, the, bring back the quarterback competition, bring back all that stuff. And I don't know. I just, there's gotta be a better way to do this, but yeah, I, I'm all for all Sunday and Monday games. I just don't see the reason for Thursday and Saturday games anymore. 
And you're putting a team at a disadvantage making them play on a short week, even if it's just Saturday. It's still one less day than you're used to having, right? So yeah, I, I think that I contributes to it. Dude, Detroit, or Denver is not that much worse than Detroit. and they No, they're definitely not. They got torched on Saturday night. My other, I can't remember if I mentioned on this show yet or not, dude. My other revolutionary scheduling thing, get rid of the bye weeks, right? Just play 17 straight weeks. Um, but each player could only play 16 games, man. Like the play, players are limited to 16 games total. And uh, I think that'd be a nice little wrinkle in strategy, especially with the quarterbacks, man. If you know, like you got to have, you're going to have to start somebody else at least once during the season. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, all right, let's move into, I, I feel like we need to hit on this this week after everything that happened. Um, MVP race seems like a, a two horse race at this point, right? It It's either Purdy or Lamar Jackson at this point. I think Purdy is sitting pretty, man. I, I really do not sitting to you know, pardon the pun, dude. Yeah. He's sitting pretty, dude. I think Lamar's been great. He's been consistent, but I think he's rarely been spectacular this season, man. I think, honestly, I think that 2019 season is actually working against Lamar because he was so off the charts with the numbers, and it just seemed like he was making highlight runs and throws every single week that season that it almost just, you know, this this seems kind of boring, kind of routine what he's done this year. He's put together a great season leading, you know, either the number one or number 1A team in the league, depending on how you fall between them and the Niners. But, you know, all the, all the critiques on Brock that, you know, he's game manager, he's just, you know, benefiting from the scheme and the weapons around him in the day, he's going out there making the plays and putting up the numbers, man, through four more touchdown passes on Sunday. Uh, to me, unless, unless he falls apart, you know, unless Lamar just goes and just totally outshines him next week. Um, I think it's Brock's award to lose, which is really freaking amazing, man. Uh, you know, going from Mr. Irrelevant to the MVP two years later. You know what the craziest thing is, too, and I'm glad glad you brought up 2019 Lamar. I'm going to read you some stats here. So in 15 games in 2019, Lamar was – he threw 401 passes, completed 265 for 3,127 yards, 36 touchdowns to six interceptions. This year in 14 games, he's completed 266 passes – uh, with 401 attempts, so the exact same amount of attempts. Wow. One more completion, 3,105 for yards, so 22 yet less yards. Only 17 t- touchdown passes to seven picks. And then here's the real, like, uh, this is mind-blowing to me. 2019, he had 176 carries for 1,206 for seven touchdowns. This year, he's got 135 carries for 741 with five touchdowns, but here's the kicker. In 2019, he had zero fumbles, zero fumbles lost. This year, he's 11 fumbles and six lost. Like, Jeez. dude, that's insane. Yeah, it's that really goes to show you, because I think he's still having a great year this year. He the is. passing touchdowns, I think a lot of that's just kind of flu- – I think that's more just the Ravens. I think when they get down the red zone, they just like to run it um, this season. The – that really tells you because he's having a great season this year. That just goes to show you how mind blowing that 2019 season was. That was an absolute all timer of an individual season he put together that year. Yeah, it's it's wild. When I looked at those stats today, I was like, I have to bring that up. Oh, the other thing I wanted to bring up: Did you see the Steelers are starting Mason Rudolph moving forward? Nice. Poor Trubisky's got to be done in the <laughs> NFL after this. God, right? yeah, that's not good. 
Um, hey man, they're they're turning to Rudolph to give him a uh, a Christmas miracle this weekend against the Bengals. Oh, well played, <laughs> dear God. <laughs> <What's wrong> <laughs> <you>? <laughs> dude, tell me, dude, the Lord works in mysterious ways, dude. Tell me that. Tell me that's not uh, freaking good karma to start a guy named Rudolph, man. The uh, it's pretty good. The, the, the weekend of Christmas, man. All right, this is usually where we do the race for number one, so we're going to do that again. Uh, Panthers won, but still sitting firmly in the number one pick that goes to the Bears. All right, I I feel like we have to discuss this every week now. Have your feelings changed since two weeks ago when we discussed the fact that the Bears cannot go two consecutive drafts trading the number one pick and not getting the best player in the draft? I'm not saying it has to be a quarterback. They have to use that pick, though, don't they? Like, even if you're drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. at one, you have to use that pick this year. You you cannot trade away the number one pick two years in a row and not get the best player in the draft. Dude, I I think that's a decision you got to make with ownership, man. So to me, the right answer is if you trust your scouting department, what do the, what do the scouts say? Is there a guy that's worth us taking at the number one pick as opposed to whatever Hall? We could get if we trade this because, you know, you're right. 100 percent right, dude. The fan sentiment is going to be, yo, we have to use this pick, man. And I think you're opening yourself up to a ton of criticism. So I I think if I don't think it's an absolute lock that you have to use it. But if you're not going to use it, you need to be very, very confident in what you're doing. Right. Like if you're trading down, you know, to the four spot, you better make damn sure that there's somebody at that four spot that, you know, the the fans are going to be happy with and that, you know, is going to be a producer. Because if you trade down and don't have something to show for it, um, it's not going to work out, man. Like you just, you want to end up with the best player in those trades, man. And it's, it's just, it's always tough to sell trading down, especially if you're a team like the bears, it's been so starved for any kind of success the last few years. Here's my thing too, is like everybody keeps talking about how good Justin Fields is and how much better he is now. The dude was 19 of 40 yesterday and it was not a good day in his defense. There's been, uh, you know, a lot of quarterbacks with higher pedigrees than him that have struggled against the Browns this season. Okay. But, but here's my issue. Okay. We're, we're going to run down this real quick. So the last four weeks he's thrown for in a passing league, no less. So like we can't, you can't just say because he's not a passing quarterback that th- these stats don't count. They do count. This is a passing league. First and foremost is a passing league. He has 166 yards with one touchdown and two picks. Not two, great. 223 with one touchdown, zero picks. Not terrible. Meh. Meh. 217 with zero and zero. Meh. 169 with one touchdown and zero picks. That's not great. You make you make you build a compelling case here. Fifty-eight I, I yards that. with zero touchdowns and one pick. Here's the two games that everybody got high off of. At Washington, he had two eighty-two, four touchdowns and zero picks. And then which week, a lot of teams have been strafing Washington's defense this and year. Then, they, they, they've been they've been the pick me up for a lot of bad QBs. And then Denver, the first game in October, October first, he had three thirty-five with four touchdowns and one pick. Other than that, he has not had over one passing touchdown in a single game this season. I don't yeah, know, man. I that's just not great. I'm just. I not, think he's a good football player, man. I just. I'm not he, saying he's the other not. thing. I'm, I'm not I'm, saying he's I, not. I'm a little jaded on 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 uh, you know judging him. I think he's good enough to be the Bears quarterback. But you got to remember, I is really so. I was born in 1984. 1990 was you know at six years old. I kind of started paying a little bit of attention to football. I really started watching it hardcore, you know, maybe 94 when I was 10 years old. 
the Chicago Bears have never had a good quarterback, man. Good quarterbacks have gone there, and that's like where they go to die, man. You know, like Jay Cutler was supposed to be the future of the NFL when he went there in uh, in 2009, and he, you know, struggled, never never really did anything more than, you know, like a, a fringe Pro Bowl level. Um, I just think it's one of those places that QBs just can't freaking win, dude, because we've never seen it. So Here. I don't know, man. I, I don't know if you throw like, you know, the any of the the – the high, you know, the highly touted guys out of college this year, if they're going to do any better than what Justin Fields is doing so far. And I'm not saying that they're not going to, that they are going to, I'm just saying you have to look at the body of work and evaluate it the way you have to evaluate it. I mean, dude, this dude's been in the league three years and he's won eight football games. Like granted the bears are a trash organization with not a lot to build around, but that's my thing. You had the number one pick two years in a row you, you guaranteed passed on CJ Stroud, who looks like a can't miss at this point. I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't think there's any debating that. Like as much yeah. as I want to shit on an Ohio State quarterback, that means can't <laughs> miss. And I, I know everybody hates on him, but dude, I think Caleb Williams is can't miss. I, I really do. If he goes to the right situation, I think that dude is can't miss. And if you're passing on those two guys two years in a row, you better make damn sure that Fields is your future 100%. Because here's the thing. Next year is his fourth year. After that, you have to make a decision. So you got one more season to make a decision him. on him. I just yeah. – and I, I am of the belief that you need to win when your quarterback is on a rookie deal. Outside of Brady and Mahomes, usually nobody wins when their quarterback's not on a rookie deal. Like that's usually your, your winning time is when they're not getting paid a ton of money. So I don't know, man. I just – I feel like the value for Fields is still decent – where you can probably get either a low first or an early second for him. And the other thing to consider also is that typically if you if you're the you know the GM or the coach, you're usually buying yourself another season or two drafting that rookie quarterback, right? Because you got at least that first year where it's just, you know, growing pains and figure out what we got. The the head coach usually, you know, unless you're the Carolina Panthers, the head coach usually gets some slack cut on that rookie QB's first season. Yeah, I just I, I, like I said, I get it. I get the appeal of like building around Justin Fields and using those picks wisely. How often in the history of football has it panned out when you're trading down so many times, unless you're the Patriots who are already loaded? Like generally when you're – and nobody's ever traded out of the number one pick twice. Like So they, they would already yeah. be doing something that's so against the grain. One of my best friends is a Bears fan, and I, I told him yesterday watching that game, I was like, I get your your love for Fields. I, I do get it. But the way the NFL is now, you cannot win with a quarterback like Fields. I'm, I'm sorry, you can't. Lamar Jackson is the outlier. Like, the, there is no other quarterback that is doing what Lamar Jackson is doing. He's the outlier. And yeah, if, sure. if anybody's trying to say, like, oh, well, Fields in a couple of years could be Lamar Jackson. Yeah, maybe he could be, but again, he would be one of the two outliers in the NFL. Everybody else can stand in the pocket and throw the ball. Justin Fields cannot. He just he does not have that part of him himself. He can't read a defense properly enough to to keep you in the game with his arm. So I don't know, man. They got a decision to make, and I don't envy him. I, I feel like I feel like whatever they do, it's it's going to be questioned and, and everything like that, but. I just I, I feel like you have to get the best player in one of the two drafts. 
And I'm sorry, trading back for another lineman is not getting your fan base excited. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's, dude, they went from hard. the number one pick last year to drafting an offensive tackle, like, and they have no offensive talent at all. Is the problem? I don't know. I that they have to get Marvin Harrison Jr. at the very least, or one of the quarterbacks. I just I don't see how you come out of this draft with with not one of those guys. But I digress. Uh, <laughs> let's do playoff race since we didn't do it last week. Why don't you go down the AFC to start, and we'll kind of see where we're thinking. Okay. What's your read on this game, man? Is it uh, Seahawks got the ball back down seven with a minute to go in the third quarter? I, I usually feel like the better team wins, and I still think the Eagles are the better team in this game. I, I feel yeah, like they I see a, a, I see a back-breaking back. Drew Locke turnover coming at some point in the near future. Dude, the Eagles are good, man. This is a good football good. team. Like, yeah, they've had their issues the last two weeks, but I, I feel like everybody is just like overshadowing the fact that the Eagles are actually really good. And what the shit is going on with all these sideline dudes talking shit? To I know, players? I'm seeing this. This random dude get into it with freaking AJ Brown. The Eagles, dude, can't even be on the sideline anymore. He's banned <laughs> yeah. for the rest of the season, dude. He must be, dude. He must be freaking. Big week with him. He was escorting Jalen Hurts into the uh, into the stadium today. Dom DeSandro, like uh, big Dom. He, he's in the the passing Paisan camp. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off AFC. So right now the Ravens are still holding uh, court as the number one seed, getting the bye. So the playoffs started next week. First up, we would have the Dolphins and Colts in Miami. I think the Dolphins win that one pretty easily. Yeah, I still feel like that team is really good. I think they showed a little bit yesterday that they don't just have to rely on Tyreek, which I think is going to be helpful for them in the long run. Um, God, dude, I hope Tua holds up, man. I, I want to see a healthy Dolphins team in the playoffs. I just, I feel like they can beat almost anybody in the in the uh, AFC, but they got to be healthy, man. And Tua yeah. can't get his brains beat in at any point. The uh, pretty interesting game right here, dude. The Chiefs and the Bengals in Kansas City. That'd be another game wild card weekend, man. I think the Chiefs win, but I could see that matchup getting a little bit more hairy than uh, you know you would think from a couple weeks ago when we saw Joe Burrow out for the season. And I've been saying it for weeks. Chiefs offense is nowhere near where it should be, and they weren't good again yesterday. I just. I do not understand what is wrong with this team. And I again, I've been saying for weeks about Travis Kelsey. The dude is not in the game at all. He dropped a touchdown yesterday. He's just not in the game at all. His head is so far off the field at this point. And you can we know tell. where his head's at. No, I, I know. But you can tell, like, when he's playing the game, you can see it, like, how frustrated he is with himself because he knows this is not who he should be on the field, but... Yeah, not good. But yeah, I would I would still take the Chiefs. Jaguars and Browns. Dude, I think I'm taking the Flacco-led Browns, man, to uh, win that game. It'd be down in Jacksonville, but I think the Browns win. I have a bad feeling the Jags don't win another game. That team is not good. Th- that is not a good football team. Trevor Lawrence is hobbled. Uh, oh, they got Carolina and Tennessee. Never mind. They're winning two more games. Um they got Tampa this week. That would be their fourth straight loss if they lose this week. Things are not good in Jacksonville right now. 
They are. Yeah, the Texans, they're tied. The Texans are tied with them right now. The Jaguars Texans are in the Colts lead. Just on the, yeah, the Jaguars are in on the on the tiebreaker right now. So they're hanging on for dear life. Um but just calling it as it is, you think who do you think wins that oh, out of the Jacksonville? Cleveland. Cleveland. I just I don't think Jacksonville's that good at all. Like it, I think it's starting to show that they were a pretender, not a contender. So that would set us up for a spicy second round matchup, dude. Joe Flacco and the Browns heading into Baltimore to face the Ravens. As much as I would like to see the upset, I just I think the Ravens have a good enough team to win the Super Bowl this year. And yeah. I would take the Ravens. I just I feel like they're a more complete team. I think Browns put up a good fight, but would fall short. Uh, Dolphins and Chiefs in Miami, dude. I still I think the Chiefs would win, man. I just I don't know, man. Mahomes, Mahomes has got the MJ vibes to me, dude. It's just really hard for me to pick against him in the playoffs, and we've seen Miami cave too many times against the 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 best of the best this season. I think Miami wins this game, dude. I think this is the type of game where Tyreek just comes out and says, dude, I'm going to get 250 yards today. I don't care who they cover me with. And I just, I feel like Miami's a better team. I, I know that they'd be fired up, dude. Being in Miami would help. I mean, this would be, this would be, you know, probably one of the biggest games since like the early nineties, dude. Like since like the Dan Marino heyday for the the Dolphins franchise, if they, they hosted the chiefs in the, the divisional round of the playoffs. My thing with the Chiefs is, dude, outside of Mahomes, can you really trust anybody on that team? Like, no, not even that you can't trust them to do their job. You got to trust them not to hurt. I mean, Kadarius Tony had another interception yesterday, dude. Pass went right through his hands. Patriots caught him. You saw Mahomes was just dog cussing him on the sidelines, sitting on the bench, man. But yeah, another pick that literally went right through Tony's hands to a Patriots defender. How is this dude still on the fucking team? Like, I think he, I think Andy Rito's in money or something. Definitely got like nudes of Andy Reid or something. Oh God! <laughs> Dr- All right, so you're so my, man shirt. <laughs> so my AFC championship would be Baltimore uh, and Ravens and Chiefs in Baltimore. I know you hate it. I think the Chiefs win, man. I think the, the the only team I'm picking to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs is the Bills, man. So for, as of right now, I got the Chiefs still coming out of the AFC. And you would have Miami and Baltimore in uh, in Baltimore. Miami ain't going to Baltimore and winning. I got Baltimore in the Super Bowl. All right, so let's move over to the NFC. Um, let's just assume for for clarity's sake that the Eagles are going to hang on and win this one as we look at the NFC picture. So, number one seed would be the Niners getting the bye. Uh, number two would be the Eagles, and they'd be hosting the Rams in Philly. It'd be, it'd be a huge success for the Rams to make the playoffs, but I think the Eagles crush them. Yeah, it'd be a massacre. I would have no faith at all that the Rams could win that game. Then you have the Lions and the Vikings in uh, in Detroit. You know, the Vikings seem to be fading a little bit after their their hot streak they had going for a while, even after Kirk Cousins got hurt. Um, I, I think the Lions beat up on them and get the win. Agreed. Yeah, Lions would probably destroy Minnesota at this point. And then we'd have Tampa Bay and Dallas in Tampa. I'll go Dallas. Yes, yeah, and wouldn't surprise me to see the Bucks pull off the freaking the, the upset, dude. But yeah, we'll say Dallas. So that would leave us with, geez, man, for the third year in a row, Cowboys travel to San Francisco. Best of luck. Yeah, San Francisco. I think, I think the Niners got their number anyways. I think the Niners roll on them. Uh, and then we would have the Eagles and the Lions in Philly. I think the Eagles get that one pretty easily. I agree. 
And then Niners and Eagles, man. I think Niners get revenge from last season, assuming everybody stays healthy. Yep. As long as the or the Niners stay healthy, I am I was on the Eagles board a couple weeks ago, but the Niners are just a machine, man. They're they're way too good. So yeah. So as of now, I'm taking I'm taking Niners over Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Are you taking Niners over Ravens or yep. do you think Ravens get it? Yeah, I'm taking Niners over Ravens. All right, so we're both on the Niners, man. We'll see how it goes. Again, everybody's got to stay healthy, though. That's the thing, dude. They do, you know, as good as Brock's been. We, you know, he need he needs a full he needs the full clip, man, to roll into battle, dude. You don't need to leave anybody on the sidelines. Yeah, because if, uh, if Debo gets hurt, that team is nowhere near the same team. We saw it. He's the tone setter, man. He, he I think, in addition to just being an awesome player on the field, I think he does a lot just for their kind of like swagger heading out there, man. I agree. All right, you ready to get into picks? Let's do it. All right, here we go. How did we do last week, man? Dude, if you just took our picks, if the listeners just took our picks for this week, they would be absolutely murdering it. Um, I went 12 and 3, you went 13 and 2. It's just dialed in, man. We just, we had to, I had to have one game that we disagreed on because I knew, dude, I can't go for a tie right now. Like, I, I had to go no, with the, the difference for you. So the difference this week was Cowboys and Bills. I took the Cowboys, you took the Bills. Yeah. But we were, I mean, dude, outside of that, we lost two games this week. One of them was the Falcons and the other one was the Titans. So, yeah. Far cry Homers. from week one where I think we were both like below 500 on our picks. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> All right, let's get into it, man. It's going to be a fun week of football. We got games spread out across the weekend, uh, kicking off with Thursday night football. It's going to be the Saints and the Rams in L.A. I think the Rams win this one, man. I do as well. The, the Saints are not a good football team, man. That is just such fool's gold watching them win games. They're just – they're not good. Carr is not good. It's just – yeah, I mean, their defense is good, but, dude, the Rams, they seem to be hitting their stride, man. Yeah, they play good. This is, yeah, this is the tale of two two teams with identical records. I feel like the Saints are much worse than 7-7, seven seven, where the Rams are, like, actually better than their record shows, man. Like, I feel like the Rams just, I feel like they play really well every week, you know, even the weeks when they, you know, they come up short. Um, I've just, I've enjoyed the the seeing them play this year. So, yeah, I think the Rams get it done in prime time, and it's in L.A. Yeah. All right, we got two games on Saturday. We got one kicking off in the afternoon and one at nighttime. Afternoon, AFC North showdown, Steelers, you know, hoping for a Rudolph-led Christmas miracle like we talked about. Bengals coming into town with the uh, the you know, Jake Browning, man, just looking like a freaking superstar, dude. I think the Bengals get the win. Yeah, I don't see any way the Bengals lose this game, but for some reason they never, ever play well against division opponents. I don't get it. Um, but yeah, weather could be a factor this game too, man. Freaking late December in Pittsburgh, you know, it could end up just being a, a junk game. Man, that's a soft PI call. Yeah, that was pretty weak. I think they, I think ESPN got in the headset on the refs said, Hey, we need to keep the drama going in this one. Yeah. Yeah. We're both in agreement. Bengals. All right. And then Saturday night, the bills, 11 point favorites on the road, uh, heading to LA against the chargers, man. I think, I think the Bills wreck them. I don't think – I'm going to make a bold statement. I don't think the Bills lose again this season. I think they win out. 
I just, yeah, I think this team needed that bye week so bad. Um, and they came out focused this week and just blew the doors off the Cowboys. I, I think they're going to roll the rest of the season. Dude, the Bills had really just a brutal schedule, man. It seemed like every single week for the first, uh, you know, first couple months of the season, they were playing, you know, they were just playing a, a, in a heavyweight fight, man. So yeah, that definitely feels like they kind of got, you know, like the like the baptized by fire kind of vibe going, you know. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving into Sunday, Christmas Eve, man. We're going to have, you know, some awesome dinner going. Let the kids open up a present or two early. You know, maybe I know Jordan going to be hitting the eggnog. It's going to be a beautiful day, man. Uh, starting off noon, we got the Browns and Texans in Houston. This is a freaking big game, dude. CJ Stroud should be back. Um, I say the Texans get it done, man. They showed a ton of heart, dude. They came back behind Case Keenum. They were down, you know, against a really tough Titans team, dude. You know, not so much tough talent-wise, just physically tough team uh, on the road with a fired-up crowd coming off that big win Monday night against the Dolphins, dude. And they stared right into the face of the freaking Titans and came back and got the win. I think they keep it rolling and, and beat the Browns, man. You know, there, was, there were some cracks in the, the Joe Flacco facade on Sunday. I think he tossed three picks. Uh, I think the Texans win this one, man. I think the Texans getting Joe uh, Flacco's face, and yeah, I, I like the Texans too. I just, dude, the it just amazed me so much how much the Bears defense controlled that game. I I never thought that was possible, but yeah, I, I think the Texans are just the better team, honestly. All right, that's t- probably the toilet bowl game of the week. The Commanders heading up to New York to face the Jets. Man, I just dude. Flip a coin, man. I'd... The Zach Mate, Wilson I... fucking true there really ran off this week, didn't it? Well, you know, he got a concussion before he could really get it going, dude. If Zach... <laughs> I, I, I'll say I'll, I'll say they get the win, man, and Zach Wilson, you know, returns to form this week, dude. So I, I'll go Jets, uh, just if nothing else, than for my, my unabashed fandom of Zach Wilson. Dude, you know what's crazy, too, is I didn't realize that the commander's basically bench towel in this game too this week against the Rams. So the commanders are going the complete wrong direction. I still think the Jets defense is good enough to get him a win, so I'd go Jets as well. Howell was looking decent earlier this year. I don't know if it was all the losing or what, man, but for some reason he's just gotten super turnover happy over the last month, man. So I think I, I think that has more to do with the team around him and just the way the season's gone than him. I, I thought he looked he looked okay the first couple months, man. But uh, yeah, so Jets, uh, Seahawks and Titans in Nashville. Oof. I think Titans win, man. I, I think that you know their O line is absolutely horrible, but I think the Seahawks. You know, if they lose this one, they're not going to have a ton to play for going forward. I think the Titans get the win. I'm gonna go Seahawks, dude. <sighs> I did not like what I saw. I, I know this is what you want out of the Titans is them to play close games and, and lose in the end. But, dude, that fourth quarter yesterday was atrocious from the Titans. Their offensive line is horrible, man. Their offensive line is absolutely horrible, dude. I mean, Will Levis couldn't – I mean, it's surprised he was able to freak in. You know, he w- he didn't end up being injured, dude. Like, he, they, he could not drop back to pass without getting sacked yesterday. It was pitiful. Yeah, I just think the Seahawks are a better team overall. I mean, I'm not saying they're great, but I just I, the Titans are not good. I agree. Yeah, I mean, new, neutral site, dude, line the two teams up. Yeah, I agree, man. I think the Seahawks are definitely the better team right now, but I got to feel Titans get it done on Sunday. Uh, 
Colts heading into town, man. Our good buddy Hawk from the Turnbuckle Tavern crew is begging Jordan to uh, head to Atlanta for this game with him. Uh, Colts, Colts and Falcons in Atlanta, man. Uh, Colts win this game. And if they don't win this game, the Colts should be relegated to some other league. Yeah, Colts are playing pretty good football, man. I agree. I think the Colts win this one. Uh, Packers and Panthers in Carolina. Packers had a spark, man, but it seems like it's falling apart, dude. But I still think they get back on track and get the win this week. Dude, I don't know what the hell happened to Jordan Love in the last couple weeks, but... He was looking good there for a minute, dude. For a minute, it was looking like, oh, shit, the Packers actually found three straight starting quarterbacks on the first try. But, yeah, it's the, the Rose is definitely falling off the bloom a little bit. Yeah, they're still better than the Panthers, though, dude. The Panthers are miserable. I, I still don't know how they won on yesterday, but, yeah, it is what it is. So you picking Packers? Yeah. Lions and Vikings in Minnesota. Vikings fighting for their playoff life, but I think the Lions are too strong. I think they get it done against their their NFC North division rival. Vikings fighting for their playoff life. Lions fighting to clinch their first ever division title. How crazy is that, dude? We're not talking about first ever Super Bowl, you know, first ever conference championship, first ever division title, dude. Yeah, they're they're winning on set or on Sunday. There's. We say that after we talked about them winning on uh, Thanksgiving and everything, giving somebody a beast. And the home opener against the Seahawks, too. <laughs> this, t- this is a team that will oh, let you down in a big way. Oh, man. They're going to And the Vikings are going to be playing. The Vikings got a good team, dude. Like, they don't have a quarterback at the moment, but they do got a good team. And they're, they're, I, I like their coach, man. But, yeah. They're winning. I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, Battle of Florida, man. The Jaguars and the Bucks. I think the Bucks get it done, dude. Yeah. I like I just said a little while ago. I do not have a good feeling about the Jags at all. Um, I don't know what happened to this team, man. Calvin Ridley. Good God, dude. He's missing too find, many parlays, bro. Dude, find something else to do with same your game, life. The same, the same game parlays ain't been hitting, and he's no. been slumping. No, dude, find something else to do with your life. You're not a football player. You, <laughs> I, I don't know what you are, but you ain't a football player. So you going Tampa? Yeah, I said Bucks already. Oh, okay, Jags are one point favorites on this game right now on the road. But congratulations. Yeah, all right, we got our, our stiffest competition for the uh, the commies and the Jets for the toilet bowl. We got the Cardinals and the Bears in Chicago. I think the Bears get it done despite uh, Jordan's unabashed hate for Justin Fields. I think he I think he shakes it off this week, and they get the win against the Cards. Yeah, I, I think the Bears win as well. And hold on, I, I at least back up my hate when I have some. Like I, I give you stats and facts of why. No, you, you made a very compelling case, dude. It was very, very difficult to argue the, you know, with just the eyeball test after those numbers that you laid out. Yeah. So, but I think they win this week. All right, probably the game. You know, this is the number two game of the week, man. It's going to be a really, really interesting one: Cowboys and Dolphins in Miami. Dude, call me crazy. I think the I think the Cowboys win, man. I think that pass rush gets after Tua and rattles him. I think they know they got embarrassed on national TV yesterday, man. I think the Cowboys go down in Miami and get the win. Call me crazy. I think the Dolphins win this game easily. I think Tyreek comes back with a vengeance because he's going to need some huge games down the stretch to get that 2,000-yard mark he's been shooting for all year. So I think it yeah. starts here. And I, I think they just throw him short intermediate routes the whole game and he just torches the 
I I have no faith in the Cowboys to win on the road at this point right now. I just I don't know if it's in their head or what it is, but also, dude, Jalen Ramsey's going to be on CD Lamb that whole game. So I, I don't know, man. Jalen Ramsey's still the best corner in the NFL. So. I do not have good feelings for the Cowboys in this game. It's going to be a fun game, man. I feel like in the across the NFL multiverses, there's just a ton of different ways this one could go. You know, yeah. I could see, I, I could see either team winning a close one, or I could see either team blowing the other one out. Um, just depending on kind of how this one gets rolling. So, yeah, definitely something to look forward to on Christmas Eve, and then the night game Sunday night. We got the Patriots heading to Denver to face the Broncos. Man, it's kind of just Good just getting God. sad seeing the Belichick swan song. I think this is another bad one, dude. Denver's six point favorites, and. I think I think Broncos country rolls to quote Russell Wilson on this one, and uh, and as as we continue the the Bill Belichick death march there in New England, Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> oh yeah, it's let's ride, not let's roll. My bad, I botched that one. Dude. It's a shame on me for botching such an iconic uh, catchphrase. I'm going Denver as well. All right, and I can never remember this happening before. I know there's been like one game on Christmas before, but we actually got a Christmas triple header, dude. I mean, is this a shot across the bow at the NBA to just like flex on them or what? Dude, I said this last week. I feel bad for the NBA because their ratings are just going to be absolutely in the tank with the NFL going head to head against them. Yeah, it seemed like, you know, Christmas has always been the NBA's day. That's kind of like the the unofficial, like, real start of the NBA season. They always load us up with, you know, the quadruple header of all the most, like, high-profile teams. So I thought that was pretty interesting that the NFL just said, screw it, dude. We're, we're doing a triple header. It definitely seems like a flex, man, by the NFL to do this. Because, um, yeah, like, even the crappiest NFL games still dwarf every other sport in ratings. Dude, the crazy part is the NBA – five games are all really good you got bucks Knicks to start us off then you got warriors at nuggets celtics at lakers 76ers at heat and then close it out with mavericks at suns like yeah it's all great games together ton, and, ton of star power dude yeah they put together an absolutely incredible slate and i could give two shits about it because there's a really really good nfl game on monday night yeah, so uh, we got two little appetizers. You know, these are these are kind of like your sausage balls or like your cranberry sauce where you get to the, you know, the turkey and ham. Got the Raiders and Chiefs in Kansas City. You know, zero chance Raiders win this, right? Yeah. Same thing up Hold in on. Philly. I, I wouldn't say zero chance. There, there's definitely a chance because the – oh, God, Jalen Hurts. Oh, are you fucking wow. kidding me, dude? Wow. Jalen Ramsey, uh, for those following along, we don't worth the eight minute mark in the fourth quarter, and Jalen Ramsey just went for the you mean for the Hurts. knockout blow and it got picked off in the end zone. Jalen Hurts, not Jalen Ramsey. Oh my bad. We were just talking Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, you know you know what I meant. I did. I, I don't think there's no chance that the Raiders don't win, but they're not I, I'm gonna pick the Chiefs, but there there's a chance they win. All right, and then in uh across the country in Philly. Uh, the the Eagles we're watching right now will be playing the Giants in Philly. I think Eagles rolling that one. Yeah, I agree. Eagles. All right, and then the main event, uh, you know, oh. I think pretty much the game of the season so far in the NFL. Niners and Ravens in San Francisco. Dude, just to let you know how much, you know, how strong the 49ers have looked, they are five-and-a-half-point favorites going into this one, man. That's a pretty significant uh, point spread right there. And – uh I think they win, man. I think the Niners show out. I, I think they put them on. I think they're going to be fired up to really, uh, you know, kind of just show something to the rest of the league. And I think they beat up on Baltimore Christmas night. Yeah. 
I I think the Niners win as well. Um, if it was in Baltimore, I'd feel I would feel a little bit more like it was a coin flip. But I feel like in San Francisco, the Niners got it easy. Yeah, I agree. All right, that's it for our picks. Uh, what are you sipping on tonight, man? As as we record, uh, still doing Advent calendar beers, so still drinking Brew Dog. I started off with a Snowdrift Cream Ale. It was really good. And then right now I am doing a Clockwork Tangerine Infused IPA. Both really good beers. I, I've been really impressed with this Advent calendar. There has not been one beer that I have not enjoyed. So that's pretty good. Nice, dude. I'm doing uh, just some classic Miller High Life tonight. It's a winner. All right, let's make our million dollar bets. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, Jordan, how did we do last week? Well, we both got something riding on tonight, but neither one is looking overly fantastic right now. Um, so I had Kansas City minus nine and a half for 50K. Obviously, that covered. And you had Colts minus two and a half for 75K. That covered. So on the season, that puts me at 16 and 13 plus 300K. That puts you at 18 and 11 plus 350K. Um, you have Eagles minus three and a half for 50 K tonight and mine's basically dead. I had Eagles Seahawks over 48 for a hundred K. So not what, what's our good. season. What's our season totals again? Who's winning for the season? You have plus three fifty. I have plus 300. Okay. So 50 K lead with three weeks to go. All right. So I need, I need to play it safe. So with that in mind, I'm going to open up with throwing 25 K on the bucks plus one against the Jaguars. 50K bucks plus one. Got it. Yes. All right. Okay. I am going to open. I'm going big this week, dude. I just, I, I cannot dick around anymore with this. I'm going Lions minus three for 100K. Okay. My second bet, I'm going to go Bengals minus two and a half fit, uh, for 50K. Oh, God, dude. That was my second bet. We, oh, hey, he who hesitates masturbates. Hold on. Now I got to pick a different second bet. I already had already penciled it in and everything. Minus two and a half else. for 50K. All right. Give me a second here. I got to find a different bet. Now I can't do the same thing as you. I'll go. I'll go Colts minus two and a half for 100K. All right, I'm closing it. I already got the Picks League Championship or the Picks Championship in the bag. Closing in on million dollar bets. Also, I'm trying to make it a clean sweep for season one of the goal line. All right, you ready to get into some listener mail? Let's do it. All right, so we got a few questions here. So our buddy Sam Rosenthal says everyone talks about uh, dismal QB play, but why do you think offensive lines are so awful nowadays? Are they just not as good or not coached properly in college? To me, I think it's cyclical, man. I think, you know, the last couple of years in the NFL, it's been all about the quick passing game, right? Like literally like one step and, and get the ball out of your hands. And I think in response to that, you know, colleges have been really working on just absolutely putting the, the best of the best athletes at the D-line, at, you know, rushing the passer. And I think we're seeing that spill over to the NFL. So I, I think in time it'll cycle back, man. You know, the lineman will adjust. But for now, I think because of the quick passing game, that's why we're seeing so many just elite pass rushers coming into the league. I was going to say the exact same thing. Dude, the athletes that are on the defensive line now, they run like wide receiver 40s. It's it's unreal. Like Micah yeah. Parsons runs like a 4-5. Like, 
Yeah, ten years, you know, even ten years ago, he would have been a wide receiver, right? Like he wouldn't have even probably been on the D line, you know, maybe maybe a a vertical threat tight end at, at worst, dude. But yeah, now they they're moving those guys to pass rusher. Yeah, it's crazy watching some of these guys how fast they are off the ball. All right, he also uh, Sam also said predictions for a playoff spot, so we can run through that real quick. So AFC, uh, NFC East, man, um, I think the Eagles end up winning that division. Yeah, I agree. And the Eagles still got a one game lead on the Cowboys. That's the thing everybody's not putting into perspective. Even if they lose this game, and as long as they win out, they still win that division. So, yeah, the NFC North uh, lines. Yeah, well, oh, they're clinching this week, so obviously yes. Down south, I think the Bucks get it, man. I think they got the most juice, dude. The Saints' defense is probably the best, you know, the best unit out of out of that division. But I just don't think it's going to be enough. I think, gun to my head, I say the Bucks end up winning the NFC South this year. I agree. As much as I don't think they're that good, I think they win the yeah, NFC they're South. Uh, they're not horrible, but they're bad, man. They're definitely not a, a division championship caliber team. But, hey, somebody's got to win that thing. Exactly. And then out west, I would see the Niners roll. So who do you got for your wild cards, man? Um, NFC wild cards. Cowboys I've, already clinched, yeah, so that's in. one. So we really just need two. I'm going to go – I think it stays as is, dude. I'm going to go Minnesota and the Rams. I just don't yeah, think anybody think else is going to come up. The, I, I would have picked Green Bay like two weeks ago, but they look god-awful right now. Yeah, they were looking tough after the, you know that they got the big win against the Chiefs, but it seems like, kind of just, like that was their Super Bowl or something, man. Uh, yeah, so I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, I think the Rams and the Vikings end up getting in. Really underwhelming field for the uh, – the NFC, it's top heavy, man. The NFC wild cards are weak, whereas like the AFC, I feel like the division winners are a little bit weaker, but the uh, their wild cards are going to be stronger. Um, so let's go over to the AFC. So AFC East, uh, we can agree with Dolphins, right? No, I think the the Dolphins end up losing two games on the stretch, and I think the Bills win that division. Wow, that is a bold prediction, dude. I I think the Bills are going wild card route. I think the Dolphins win the division. Uh, AFC North Ravens. Did the Ravens already clinch the division? No, I think they. No, they have not. They have not clinched. The okay. Division. Yeah, they're close, closing in on it though. Yeah, I think the Ravens end up getting the uh, the North. The hold on, AFC North. I, I just want to say something about that Bills prediction. Okay, so if you already picked Dallas to beat Miami this week, right? Mm-hmm. They got at Baltimore and then Buffalo to close it out. I seriously think they, uh, they might go zero three, dude. Yeah, you're right, dude. They might they might end up losing. I I was just, I was just going off gut feeling. I, I didn't. Jordan was breaking out the 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 true analysis on it, which he always does, man. And so the, looking at the schedule, yeah, the you're Bills right. Got dude, I guess. Chargers, New England, and Miami to close it out. I, I think they win that. So division. we could very well be looking at a division championship game for for week 18, that last game of the season. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, screw it. I will I will respectfully flip my pick and say that the Bills win the division. Then. All right. All right, so that uh, okay, so up north, uh, Ravens, right? Yeah, I, I still think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC, honestly. Yeah, down south, <sighs> going Texans, baby. They're they're gonna do it, dude. I, I, me and you called this after week two, and people called me and you idiots. I'm yeah. telling you, the Texans are winning that division. Jacksonville might win one more game, but that's it. Like I'm telling you, the Texans are winning that division. I'll say Jags just so we got something to argue about, man, going down the stretch. I think the Jags find a way to get done. Texans could always end up fading. Their defense is super, super sketchy. Uh, 
but yeah, so I'll, I'll say Jags, man. Uh, then out west, um, yeah, we're not even need to geez. talk about that. Yeah, Chiefs got that. So for our wild cards, man, who do you got for AFC wild cards? Obviously, whoever doesn't get in on the Dolphins or Bills, that's going to be one. I don't think so, dude. I, I think there's a chance that eh, Miami will probably still make the playoffs. Uh, Cleveland is making the playoffs as well. Cleveland's so. going to be in. Miami's and in. And then I think um, the Bengals, dude. I, I'm thinking I, I think it's going to be the Bengals and uh, both the Ohio teams. I think it's going to be the Bengals and Browns. And then whoever doesn't win the East of the Dolphins and Bills, I think that's your wild card. I don't think the Bengals make it because they got two divisional games and they're zero four in the division this year. I just I don't have a. You good don't think team. they can beat Mason Rudolph the Red News? No, they're dude. beating them this week, but dude, they never play well against Cleveland, and that'll be their last game of the season. And they just they got Kansas City and Cleveland to close it out. I I just don't feel good about either one of those games for them. So I mean, at best, I think the Bengals are nine and seven or nine and eight to close out the season. I don't think that gets you in. You think nine and eight gets you into the playoffs? That's really what it comes down to. Not in the AFC, probably no, not. So I don't think they make it. The Dolphins already got ten wins, so they would already be ahead of them. So yeah, I, I think the Bengals get left out. All right, and last question, our good friend Johnny JB says, with reports that Belichick is done in New England at the end of the season, who do you see taking the head coaching job in New England? It's not going to be a real wanted job, man. That roster's fucking bad. If I'm the... What is Jalen Hurts doing, dude? If I am the... uh, Was that a pick? Oh, no, you picked it. Okay. I was like, did he really? If I'm the uh, if I'm the Patriots man, so a wild card on this is their owner. You know, their owner is an old guy, dude. Robert Kraft. He's getting up there. I think he wants to win now. So they might go for like you know the super high profile um, hire, which I don't you know I don't really know who that's going to end up being. If it's going to be somebody from college or a hot coordinator that you know becomes the you know the the big name for this this the coaching carousel this off season. Honestly, dude, if I'm the Patriots man, I think I try to just hire within. Or just take a chance on some like you know mid level candidate, some some you know coordinator somewhere, maybe not the most hype name for the off season. Because dude, even though it's been ugly this year, whoever takes that job, that's some tremendous pressure, right? Following Belichick, I don't think you want to be the guy who is the immediate successor to Belichick. I think you want to be the guy after that, dude. So if I'm the Patriots, I think I maybe just go with, like I said, some lower profile guy. And if they end up being a home run, awesome. But if not then, you know, you can take another stab in it in two or three years and go for, you know, another one of the big fish out there in the coaching world. I agree with you. That's what, that's what I was saying. I don't know who'd want to take that job after Belichick. Like that's a no win job. It just, I mean, there's no way you're going to live up to the guy that was there before you. You're just not. And their roster is so bad and it ain't like they have anything to build off of either. Like, what are you building off on that team? That team is horrible. Bailey's happy. Man. How have That's they it? built such a shitty roster? It, that roster is fucking horrible. They have no Be- receivers. Dude, Belichick's the greatest head coach of all time, indisputably. He's one of the most mid-ass general managers of all time, though. I mean, they let Brady walk, dude. Like, how do you yeah. not do – if Brady's still got gas in the tank, how do you not do everything you can to keep him on the team, man? Here's my thing, though. Like, how do you not have anything to build around on that, ro- on that roster? You have no receivers. Just piss poor drafts, man. Stevenson's fine. I mean, he's fine, but like, he's, he's not. You're I, could, not I feel like I could go out. On, I feel like if I'm an NFL GM, I could 
do an open tryout and get somebody that can give me what Ramondre Stevenson gives me, you know, like I he's, no, I don't think he's any, I, he's like you said, he's fine, dude. I don't think he's any, he's not like a, a building block for the future or anything. I don't think though. They, he's just a guy. They have nobody to build off of like, except Bailey's happy. I just, I don't know who's going to want that job. Belichick coaches next year though. Right. I don't know, dude. The, all the reports are. Oh, you're saying somewhere in the NFL? Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah. The, I think that. I think the reason they didn't fire him midseason is because I think they think they could trade him to the Chargers, dude. That's the Chargers I, head coach next year, hundred percent. Yeah, and, which would be really, really cool to see, man. I mean, like I said, they definitely out of the teams that are open up so far, dude. They seem like they got the roster ready to go. You got the quarterback, at least in theory. You got the quarterback to go do it, um, and they've lost a lot. Like we said, they've lost a lot of games because of bad coaching, man. Um, you know what? It's so yeah, it's it, all it, starting to add up too. That's why they fired their GM because they need Belichick to be both. Yeah, you, you, you're right, dude. You may be onto something, man. That, so, yeah, now it's adding up. Now I get why they fired the GM. Yeah, I could see, I could totally see Belichick there, dude. Which you know, I'm, I'm a Belichick fan, dude. I'd love to see him, even if he's not necessarily winning a Super Bowl. You know, take them to the second round of the playoffs, take them to the conference championship, just end with something on high note, dude. I don't want it to end where how it is now where it's just you know brady was fucking awesome and belichick was just dog shit you know yeah yeah i i think but i just i don't know who's gonna want that new england job like obviously someone will take it but i don't think they're getting like a high profile coordinator like ben johnson from the lions ain't taking that job yeah all right, man. Well, that puts a bow on this. We got a minute 47 with the Seahawks driving down, touchdown or bust, dude. you want to stick with this? Yeah, let's just stick with it. Let's see what kind of delay we're on, man. Next time they snap the ball, you say snap, okay? Let's make sure we're not – I think we're pretty well in sync for how it's gone so far, but you never know. I'm streaming on Hollernet right now, so I may be seriously behind you. So let's uh, – Omaha's let's finest Noah right. Font with the drop. Uh – snap i'm actually a cunt hair ahead of you dude all right seahawks are in business man we need a we got a about a 17 yard completion of dk metcalf what a huge loss this will be for the eagles dude if they lose to drew lock even with a sick jalen hurts man this will be unforgivable the only good thing for them is the seahawks need a touchdown and the seahawks have drew lock as their quarterback so yeah. Also, that means they can just go balls out, though, dude. There's no settling for a field goal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that takes some of the that makes it a little bit easier on offense to strategize. But yeah, Drew Locke is. Oh, oh that was a completion. Call, no way. They're calling it a catch. Let's see. I feel like this ends in a Drew Locke turnover. That's my prediction. What are you predicting at a yeah. touchdown? Ooh. Yeah, that's a catch. Oh, dude. yeah, he caught it. So at a, at a touchdown, uh, fumble, interception, turnover on downs, or run out of time, what are you saying? I say we get a Drew Lock interception. Yeah, I mean that's the safest bet, isn't it? I think he's I think he's cruising down the field, you know. But the tight the, the Eagles are happy to play zone. Let him get these little you know ten twelve yard completions. I think those zones are going to get tighter and tighter, and he's going to end up pressing. Yeah. God, that's a great what a catch. catch by DK Metcalf. That dude's a beast, man. Imagine being a DB and having to cover him. 
imagine have being a DB and having to cover him and AJ Brown at the same time. Yeah. Oh wait, it already happened. <laughs> I love that picture of DK Metcalf with his shirt off and Mac Jones with his shirt off, and it was like the great thing about the NFL is like both these players play the same sport. <laughs> Okay, I don't know what he was doing there, but where did he think that 60 was? Sixty seconds that, left. That was no going to burn like twenty seconds if he caught that. Yeah. So we're at a minute left, second and ten. Where are they at on the field right now? Like thirty-five yard line, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah, thirty-five yard line. I don't know if that was like an intentional incomplete pass or what, dude. If that was, if he was really trying to throw it to him, that was absolutely horrible. <laughs> Fucking eight yards out in front of him. Oh, I thought was. that was picked. There it was. Maybe that was the close call, dude. Maybe that was the you know the devil winking at him, dude. Now they're gonna go down and get a freaking touchdown. It's not looking good though, dude. Third and ten. Drew, he he looks tense. Like Drew Lock looks just looks tense as hell right now. I mean, I would be too. Did you end up winning your fantasy game in our league? Uh, I should have. I mean, I believe so. I think uh, all he had was, was Devonte Smith. Yeah, he didn't do. He, that's didn't, the, he would have had like only the best game I of his career. I went one for four. Well, it's the only one that matters, man. So exactly. now, and you knocked out the defending champ, dude. So the streak continues. We've been in this. Me and Jordan have been in the same fantasy league for eighteen years now. Nobody's ever won back to back championships. Oh, DK Metcalf, have a day, dude. What a freaking catch, man. How did they call him out there? I don't know. Oh, no, oh, no they, they didn't. They run the clock now. I was like, what? They still saved like five seconds. So that was like college rules, dude. They stopped the clock while they were moving the chains. Don't fuck this up now, Drew Locke. Oh, <sighs> my God. What are you God. doing, bro? Bro, DK Metcalf, dude, putting the city on his back right now. Let's watch this replay of this catch here. This is one of the better games we've had on Monday night so far. Man, double coverage. That was a great throw, too, though. Yeah, it was. He put the biscuit in the basket right there. The safety fucked up. I wonder if that safety was worried about getting a penalty, dude. That uh, The safety really could have put the kill shot on DK Metcalf. It looked like he either took a bad angle or he deliberately did not want to hit him as hard as he could. Drew Locke, Drew Locke is horrible, dude. What is Lockett dude, looking for, dude? Their feet got tangled. <laughs> dude, you're telling me they couldn't just trot Geno Smith out for this one last drive and let him go out there and do it? God, what a fucking catch, dude. That was awesome. Well, now we're back third and ten again. Just throw it up, dude, throw it up to DK Metcalf twice, man. When in Only they could stop him twice without getting a penalty. Dude, it is incredible that the Eagles are even ten and three with losing both coordinators and as much as they yeah. lost on defense. Like they're I just loaded, dude. I don't think I that mean, should ever so go much... unnoted. Oh my wow. goodness, dude. Drew Locke, I, I gotta apologize, man. We have been slandering his name, dude. He dropped some straight up. He had some absolute horrible passes, but he also dropped some freaking dimes, man. This drive, dude. Wow. Holy shit. 92 yards and 124. What a pass and what a freaking catch, man. 
All right. Well, that's 30 seconds left, man. We will go ahead and wrap it up at that point. We're approaching the uh, 80 minute mark, which is about the max I think we've ever gone on an episode of Goal Line. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Jordan, hit us with some closing thoughts, man. We'll talk to you guys on Christmas next week, but uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend and enjoy your football. Enjoy your family. Yeah.